Hey, what's up? This is Juliette. This is Dee Marie. And you're listening to Broken Girl Unchained Podcast. And today is part two to our therapy session segment. And we have once again, the lovely Renee Cat. Hello there from Australia. Yes, indeed. It's summer over there. So it is. It's beautiful. We're jealous. <laughs> <laughs> No. When I have you been to California? I have and I love America. Oh, I love America. <laughs> Come on back. I know. <laughs> I, the last time I was there was on my divorce holiday, so definitely due for another visit. So your divorce holiday, what does that entail? Oh, that was a week in Las Vegas. So. Oh, God. Oh, we won't ask. <laughs> no, she did tell. She did tell. You don't ask and I won't tell. <laughs> so we um, we have some interesting topics, uh, topics to talk about. Um, why don't you, you want to kind of introduce or... Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do that. So what today we're talking about setting boundaries and the importance of having them. And we're also talking about self-worth. And you wanted to talk about something around toxicity and toxic people or that kind of thing. So we're going to delve a d- bit deeper on those topics today. Yes, indeed. Because I just, yeah, I think I'm having some trouble in those three areas. And I think that... Um, I got a couple DMs and stuff about, you know, toxicity and drama and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I wanted to touch bases on that with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. They're things I love talking about. So, yes. Which, Is there any specific questions that you're, that you were asked or like um, that I can answer specifically or where do you want to start? Um, I would like to start with the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, how, when you set them and you're firm with them, how do you make them stick? It's, it's like you're making them stick by just staying true to you and, and staying firm with it as well because often people, when you set a boundary, someone's going to try and sort of not maybe not drag you down to their level but make you go against them because they want something from you sometimes that, that it's, it's important that you've just got to stay true and, and know what you're saying, that you're saying no to them or an experience you don't want to have is really you saying yes to yourself, but it amplifies your sense of self-worth, your self-love, all, all those sort of things that helps take self-care. So there's so many different layers to it and why they are so important. They are so important. And some people don't understand boundaries. I, I mean, They that's don't understand them, but from what I've experienced is they, they don't even, didn't even have them in the first place. So whether it's around how you want to be spoken to, how you want to be treated, you know, people sometimes, especially the the women and men who I work with who have been through either narcissistic relationships or emotionally abusive or even where there's been domestic violence or childhood stuff, they've never had a voice or felt like it was safe for them to even speak up. Right. Now, what about narcissism? And how do you set boundaries with them? Right. Yes. So this is a lot of the, the, again, it's men men and women. If I say, oh, the women, it's mostly because I've worked with women, but, but the guys go through this too. So it is really important again to, um, to not take their shit either. Um, I know there's a technique out there called the gray rock or whatever, which is a kind of, 
I think yes and no to that about to some degree. However, when you speak from a place again of feeling empowered and telling, speaking with that person as well around how you want things to be, not in a controlling way, but again, we just have short sentences on what we do want to have or how it's going. So rather than going to a big, long Mm. conversation or, you know, expecting them to care about you either, it is not going to happen because mostly they lack a lot of empathy. Um, So that the boundaries comes in a, I guess, a lot of ways to protect yourself from that because often they're really good, especially when there's a divorce and a breakup that narcissists love to make themselves look like the victim that you've done something and they try and win people over with their charisma, with thinking that, you know, they're the good person. So there's boundaries that go twofold. I call that the, uh, what do I call that? The, oh yeah, battered ex-husband syndrome. That's what I called it. <laughs> because my ex used to always say, you know, he was like, oh, I'm the victim. She would cheat on me. She hit me. She this, she that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa and I would get emails from the girlfriends asking me if it was true and it would just be astonishing you know from being on the opposite end it was just like it I mean some there was some truth behind it but then there was some just out of the world crazy type of you know like no you know yeah but he always played the victim so that's what that's what I experienced anything from you oh yeah I'm, I mean I'm dealing with a total narcissist ex and it's everything's my fault and you know I'm the kids don't want to come to my house because I'm you know he doesn't know why but it's really because you know I have boundaries the kids aren't allowed to just do whatever they want at my house you know There's so a structure I'm the structured parent but instead he tries to make it out like oh the kids yeah. just don't want to go to your house you know yeah. like it must be something bad you know on my end when really it's just I'm just the structured parent and I have to be the one who lays down the law <laughs> yeah. yeah someone has to have the structure I mean out of the parents so I definitely agree um but my question is for those boundaries mm-hmm. and being firm with them how do you how do you get that same level of respect from someone else? If you're saying, no, I'm not going to tolerate it. You're not going to treat me like that. How do you, do, do we expect the same type of respect in return or we just? I, I think when you have expectations of how somebody else is going to treat you, you sometimes set yourself up for disappointment. And when there's a, yes. I guess, a relationship breakup, mm-hmm. unless things have ended amicably and if we're specifically relating it back to then divorcing or separating breaking up from a narcissistic person then you you can't ever expect them to respect you or your boundaries and it's going to be that we have to show them and what I mean by that is it's you don't have to tell them specifically or you can't treat me like this because they'll never listen but it's are our actions backing up what we right. say and not buying into their right. drama, not buying into that they'll want to stir stuff up often. And it's almost like you just water off a duck's back. Like, yep, they're going to probably say something back to you that's not going to be kind. So if, when you just expect it and lower your expectations 
of that person and how they're going to treat you, then, well, you won't be disappointed. You are so right on because like what I, what I say to my ex every time he tries to get combative with me and I try to lay down my boundary, I just, he tries to, he tries to um, demean me and I'm like, you know what? I'm not engaging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, just like that. And I block him. And then he goes through all all of these different, you know, loops to try to get a hold of me. And then, you know, and then an apology comes like a couple days later mm-hmm. or whatever. But I set that boundary. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to engage with you. I'm not going yep. to act the way that you're treating well me. Well done. You know, I'm not going to act like that. So, yes, that's it works for me. I don't know. It, it, it could work for a lot of other people, but I know that that. Just not engaging with them. Yeah. Because they want to, you know, provoke that in that, you. you they know? want negative Absolutely. attention. They want attention. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to the next. What, which one's the next one? It is... Um, self-worth, I think we were going to chat about next. Self-worth, self-worth, yes. Self-worth. Sorry. This is just my favorite thing ever. Um, because there's nothing <laughs> better than... You going through all all the shit that life throws at you and then just going and doing the work and going, you know what, I know that I'm worthy and deserving of a good life. And this is when you get to the place of knowing that you're enough. And most people have these fears in life of not being loved, not feeling worthy, like they don't belong um, and that they're not enough. And that affects everybody's sense of self-worth. And especially when there's a breakup, um, it, it's normal to go and think, you know, have those initial thoughts of, well, it was something about me um, to some degree. And maybe there wasn't. But when you get to this sense of, you know, yeah, I've got this, there is no better feeling in the world. And... So I want to know, I'm just curious, is there a specific question around how you get there or? Yes, because like I, I struggle with it and, um, and I, I talked about it earlier on a podcast that we, uh, all three of us did, um, this morning I woke up and I was scrolling through my Instagram and I came across, um, my stepsister's post and she was posting about, you know, my family and stuff and, I haven't seen my sisters since God it has been almost eight years. And, um, my sister that I helped my mom raise had her first baby. And she, the last time I seen her, she was 21. Now she's 28. So, um, it, that I went from zero to a hundred in my emotions and like three like three seconds flat I was just like how come I wasn't good enough how come this how come that you know and I was depressed like I was just really having a hard time with it and I've hit I can go to one extreme to another like that and I'm not bipolar I haven't I'm not diagnosed I'm I'm not bipolar at all (laughs) but you know it's that mental space in your head where you can instantly go so quickly that I struggle with and um how do how does someone like that you know 
Well, the short and direct answer is work with me and I'll sort your shit out and that's easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, you're so, my friend. <laughs> so I can say that. But the, you have for anybody to do the work that's really transformative so that those triggers are gone is you must deal with the stuff that's in your subconscious mind, your unconscious mind. So, so that's the, the part of us that's running the show. That's where your triggers lie. So you can do all the coaching and talk therapy you want and you get some, I mean, the more you talk about anything that's happened in the past, it just strengthens your neural pathways in your brain to the pain, to the problem. So when you can release the emotional charge that's there ar- around that, that's when real you'll, a real difference kicks in as well. And a lot of people too have also in an instance like that, going over that that lovely, you know, social media stuff we have to deal with, when we're comparing ourselves to other people or to posts, it is normal that it's going to trigger something in most of us. So I just say just be kind Mm. to yourself because that would kind of be a normal reaction for somebody given what you've told me. But if you're... If you really want to stop that, then you have to do the work. And well, you know that wasn't the first time. No. God, you know it's been so recent that I've I've hit that low point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like especially the sure. holidays. The holidays are a huge trigger for people. You know, especially if you're going through a heartache or you know a divorce I mean you can get a trigger instantly and you're depressed and you don't want to get out of bed and then guess what misery loves company Mm -hmm. so you're making everyone around you miserable you know without having the right support system how do you pull yourself out of that I mean out of that hole so you've got to find I guess have that and now, first of all, I'm just going to backtrack. For people, it's different. If you're, if you're in the relationship and it's just ended, that would be normal, um, as well to feel that. So I want to let any, everybody know that their feelings and are theirs, and they're meant to be experienced, and they're meant to be released and got the positive intention out of it. Right. So, but if so, depending. Mm. So I'm thinking about this over different stages. So. If it's newly separated and divorced, you know, broken up, heartbroken, we go through a grief cycle. So that sadness and that sense of self-worth would be normally to be not at its optimum and you'd normally be triggered by that. And you're 100% right. This time of year can, can trigger a lot of people from their stuff. And I don't, I don't think a lot of people are open with either their mental health or either like um, their emotions. So it's like they they suppress them and then there can be something that you yes. know, triggers that and then they yes. explode, they're, they lash out or they do mm. something as tragic as commit suicide, you know? So I'm, and I, I'm a huge advocate on suicide prevention. So it's like I, I want to try to figure out a, like a short answer for Okay, that's an easy answer then. Like it's obviously easy for me from a therapeutic space, but the the best way to do is most people focus on what they don't want. So if we focus more on what we do want and how we do want to feel, 
there's a pretty big chance you're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. If we're focusing on right. what somebody did to us, and sometimes people do do things to us that are really terrible and they do say things, but if we focus on what they did to us or what we did wrong or this, that, that stuff we have no control over, you are absolutely going to feel pretty, pretty down And sometimes it can be hard to get yourself out of that sort of little pit. But again, if you're focusing on how you don't want to feel, guess what you're Mm. going to feel more of? What you don't want to feel. Whereas if you simply just go, right, "Right, what am I focusing on right now? Is this how I want to feel? Or And asking yourself, can I control it? Most likely the answer is no. So we've got to be focusing more on, well, how do I want to feel? What can I control? How am I... What's my language? Our words have a massive impact on us. If we walked around, head down, shoulders forward, looking down and walking around going, it's all my fault, they, I'm not good enough, you're going to feel pretty, pretty shitty. And the more you do that, the Mm -hmm. harder it can feel like it is to get out of it. So you have to have some strategies in place. I can, yeah, and what would those strategies be? I mean, would they be like, you know, a bubble bath? Would they be like um, music? Would it be, you know, what what type of self-care methods would you, I mean, I'm, I know that you're talking mentally, but I mean, for, you know, your environment. Uh, your environment is, is everything. It's, it's not just important. It's fucking everything. So that is just so, so important. Right. Um So how we can take care of our stuff is, I say do this in a sensual, holistic way. And now get your mind out of where it's probably gone to because I said that. (laughs) But we have. (laughs) So so what I mean by that is you want to engage all your senses. So whether you're you know, smells, whether it's movement and whether it's hearing. So music is a great one. Journaling is a great one. Moving your body is a good one. Taking care of your body in a beautiful bubble bath, getting a massage, you know, all those sorts of things. Think about it, body, mind, soul, spirit, heart, whatever your languages are, like whatever your words are that resonate with you. But holistically, it's from the inside out too. So even think about things like I'm a massive fan of, you know, even getting some chiropractic work done to get your nervous system functioning, some acupuncture, beautiful massage, like, yeah. A massage call Pretty Little Things Studio. (laughs) All that sort of stuff, but also (laughs) taking care of yourself from, from the outside in too as far as nourishing your body with good foods, good thoughts, nourishing your body with pampering it, dressing, you know, put on some bright colors or something, Dressing, move yeah. that body. And so you want to look in the mirror and go, yeah, okay, I look, I look fine today. You know, put on the bright lippy, whatever it is, get mm. your hair done, do whatever it takes that resonates with you that's going to make you feel better. Well, I know that a lot of my listeners and um, a lot of my readers, actually, more than my listeners probably, um, have reached mm-hmm. out to me about depression. And, you know, they always say, oh, you look so happy. Oh, you you know, but in the you never know what people are going through, you know, because half of my pictures, 
you know, I was probably going through some shit, you know, my life, it can go. Yeah. My life can be a shit show sometimes, but you know, it's like that depression state is so dark and it's so, you know, so it, it is important that you surround yourself with good people and music is everything to me. And so sometimes I'll, you know, throw on music or sometimes, you know, yeah, it just sets the tone for the day too. So I always try to throw it on in the morning. That works for me. Even like burning some nice oils, like some nice smells or something like I've just got, I've got one here called joy, right? So imagine just getting up and looking at that bottle and wearing joy or burning joy. Like how you've got to feel good mm. that way. And I know depression's, it's, it's, I mean, I've been through that as well. When my marriage ended, I was depressed and anxious, all kinds of, you know, a sh- emotional shitstorm going on. Um, but the thing is, it, it, it can be fixed a lot easier, simpler, faster than people think. And again, it's, it's doing the work, it's putting your hand up for therapy and, and, and knowing it's okay to ask for help. And knowing that there are people out there who really can help you. But talking about what happened, the pain mm-hmm. the, is not how you get to feel better. It absolutely yeah, a lot of people tie it to like I don't want to talk about my but past, you, you so I don't want to go. Yeah, to and some therapy absolutely. I get, I get why they would say that, um, but not every therapy you have to always talk about it ongoing forever because you just don't. You absolutely do not. That's, all all my right, clients, right. we probably spent. That's the least thing we do is talk about the past, but they have the most transformational results. Because when you can change the stuff in your unconscious nice. mind around the thought pattern of that's causing the feeling, that's when change really happens. So describe a little bit about what, how you coach your clients. I mean, how do you, you know, get your clients so to So I will say to people and... flat out, do you really want to feel better? Because I promise you if, you, if if you're the right fit for this program, you will actually get what you want. It's not that you come to me to just sit around and talk forever and ever and ever and ever and, and not get anywhere. Because some people, as you said, misery breeds company and they like to talk about their history. And But for people who really want to mm. feel better and want to get back out there into life, you must know you don't have to talk about the past for an ongoing time and that's because the therapy that I do works on their unconscious mind and the unconscious mind works when it's in a in like a a state that hypnotherapy works because that's the language that gets in there because if we talk and we talk consciously about it it's going to take a long time to get there but most of my clients feel better in well two sessions Wow. wow, you made me so, feel better after one call it, here for like twenty it's, minutes. It's just knowing. <laughs> Thank you. Good. I'm I'm glad about that. It's, but it's just knowing. Some people think that there is no help out there, and and there there is. There really is because I, you know, this whole suicide prevention thing. It's. I was at an event here in Australia a month ago now, and too many people are taking their lives because they just didn't think there was any help out there, and. I think oh it's God. knowing it's okay to ask for help and knowing that you don't right. actually have to keep talking about it and that there's, again, it's it's okay to get your emotions taken care of because 
that we are emotional beings. It's just who we are. Yeah. I mean, and you know, some people just, I've, 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 I call myself a, a suicide survivor, you know, because I've, you know, I'm very open and candid about my 5150 and I take full ownership of what I did. However, I don't really remember it, <laughs> but I do, uh, I remember mm. the steps that led me there and how I felt, you know what I mean? Um, and that is the worst feeling of feeling mm. like you can't come back from, you know what I mean? Like I could, there's just, you, you 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 actually feel worthless you do you're nothing and no one you're yeah and that's I think specifically as well this time of year like when we come back to it this loneliness um and again it's what we get Mm -hmm. caught up with saying to ourselves but a lot of people just think what am I going to do with all these emotions anger sadness fear hurt guilt shame you know it's all part of it supposed to feel that Somewhere if we need to get the positive learning that's there for you for the future, that's when that's when life changes because life is about lessons. Right. And I wrote in my article that you're supposed to feel those emotions. Sure. You're supposed to go through all of those trials and tribulations because that's it, that's what shapes you. That's what molds you. So that's all character building. And could you imagine if your your life looked like that, which is just a a flat line of no emotions or anything right and that's a flat line which means what Mm -hmm. yeah but this is the reality of life is is this and sometimes it's you know that's kind of the reality that looks like a bit of a roller coaster and that and that that kind of looks more like or if I was doing it more like that that looks a bit more like a heartbeat which means you're alive and uh, as you said you're meant to feel them it's who we are yeah, those are main mm. those are your main components that make you who you are, that makes you, you exactly know, that. Human. You're human. <laughs> you know, right. So sometimes when I think like, why am I going through this and I don't need to be going through it, sometimes I have mm-hmm. to sit back and actually feel it. Because if I'm suppressing it, then it it yep. never gets dealt. It never, so it's just it like never, at a party, never gets you know, you're blowing up a balloon. You've got this bright red balloon, you blow it up and blow it up. And then you, you put it down, you tie the knot, and then you dust past this balloon and it explodes. Have you ever had that happen to you? Right. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's, all the time. And, but then another time at a party, you know, the balloons have all fallen down. You step on the bloody thing, right, and it's it squeezes out either side of your shoe. And you're like, why won't you pop? <laughs> so... When we can release our emotions effectively, Mm -hmm. we become like that balloon that that charge is taken out of it. But otherwise, we are that explosive balloon that pops and pops all the time because you're reacting to everything because the triggers are still there. Right. And Mm -hmm. you have to resolve those triggers. You know what I mean? You You have to understand them. And I think that was um, that was hard for me is understanding uh, those triggers, understanding yeah. what I was going through. And by the way, I just found that quote. So um, it, I said, um, someone once 
said sunshine every day makes a desert yeah so and i just related it to you know you have to it would just be dry it would just be dead if you didn't if you didn't have if you had happiness all the time or whatever not happiness Mm -hmm. i i guess like it would just be dried out everything would be bland you know so i think like experiences and pain and heartache that all kind of just either makes you more empathetic or makes you more sometimes it hardens people too you know it can work in that way but that's not where I'm trying to go (laughs) but what I'm trying to say is that it it can really shape you into a beautiful person because I know when I went through my divorce I felt like I was dying and um I, I and a part of me did die I mean there's things that did die my family died you know, and my divorce, yeah. I mean, my marriage. So at the end of the day, it was like, you know, I my rebirth was so beautiful. Like I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't have a podcast. I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be speaking on suicide prevention. I wouldn't be helping women, you know, going through uh, their divorce and stuff like that or their heartache or I, w- I wouldn't be who I am. Nope. So May I definitely, don't. yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and I think if people just can acknowledge their emotions and ask, well, what's the point of this? What's there for me to learn from this? And 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 really acknowledging them, and then just saying, okay, well, when you get the learning, just that's it, let it go. And I think that's a, that's a that's a really good way of putting it. You know, it's like if you feel that depression understand it I guess like and understand that okay I need to feel this I need to cry it out and then I need to move on and then ask yourself well how long do I really want to feel this for and is it worth it because most people don't want to some people do want to hold on to their negative emotions because they think that it serves a purpose and some people like to self-sabotage. So that's okay. That's what I mean. Not everyone wants help, but I think most people do want to feel better mm-hmm. and move forward. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So our last one is what, what, what is our last one? We were going to talk about toxic, was yes. it toxic people? Yeah. Or toxic toxicity just toxicity alone I know social media has a lot of it I know I'm trying to go into 2020 in a positive mindset and you know um, I need that enrichment like Mm -hmm. you know how do you deal with that toxicity how 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 would you is there any steps that you would give our listeners Again, everything comes back to your environment. So if you are in a a toxic relationship and how do you know? Well, it's making you sick. It's making you feel unwell emotionally as well as physically. Um, And and people will know if they're not sleeping, if they're super stressed, if they're crying a lot, if they're Googling for answers, you know, then you know if you're in a toxic environment, toxic relationship, and it can even be a toxic workplace. Mm, Yeah. So your environment is everything. So you have to remove yourself from that environment first Mm -hmm. Um, because pretty much most 
most things won't change otherwise. It's like if you've got a fish pond and you've got some fishies in it and you take one little fish out and you put it in another pond and clean it up, i.e. take a person out of the relationship and you clean it up, but then it goes back into the pond, then another week later it's sick again because that pond was sick. Whether it's a relationship, your thoughts, the workplace, you've got to take care of that environment. Yes, yes, yes. So... The, the first preach, is, sister, <laughs> preach. <laughs> the first thing is remove yourself from any toxic environments, toxic conversations. Mm-hmm. If it's always about, and, and the, the word, I hate using this word, but I'm going to use it. And it's almost like a, a swear word, but the word victim. Mm. And so some people are victims to bad other people's bad behavior. We know that. I'm not discrediting that. And it is an awful word to use, but some people too do play the victim to something. Mm-hmm. And so it's whether you want to stay playing on that side or be the victor and go, you know what, I don't want to be that person because as soon as you are in that space, you're you're giving people that all your power away to whatever somebody did. Mm-hmm. So just forgetting about any violent situations like that because I'm not talking about that right now. But if you're talking about a standard breakup of or even if it was a narcissistic breakup where you're feeling pretty shitty, but if all you do is talk about what somebody else did to you in that way, that is playing a victim. Mm-hmm. But you can decide to not get stuck in their story and be the victor and go, you know what? I'm getting my power back, girl, and I'm not yes. going there. I'm going to have mm-hmm. better conversations. I'm going to think about what can I make from this new chapter of life? What's there to learn? Who can I be next? How do I become a better version of me so I yeah. don't either attract that person or put up with that shit for far too long? Most mm-hmm. people put up with crappy, crappy relationships mm-hmm. for far too long. Yes, yep. been there. Because <laughs> we make choices from a place of fear rather than love and trust. It's fear yes. and doubt, love and trust. So don't hang out with toxic people right. who bring you down and you'll know you'll feel it if people you just walk away feeling icky or just you drained, know that that's not a good, yeah, yeah just like is. sucking the life out of you mm-hmm. yeah you know i always say this find a way to turn a negative into a positive Yes. You know, and that's what I did, you know, with mm-hmm. my 5150. I'm not proud of it. I'm, I was mm-hmm. ashamed of it. I couldn't even talk about it. It was one of those things that I just wanted to put it in the back of my, like my brain, mm-hmm. the archives mm-hmm. in my brain in hopes that it would never resurface again, you know, yeah. but once it started getting out through my divorce, you know, all my deepest and darkest times of my life, everybody was, you know, singing like a canary. I thought it was Mm -hmm. my time to use my voice and turn that negative situation into a positive one. Yes. um, No, I can definitely uh, relate to that. No, I I agree for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All learnings are meant to be there for you that are positive for the future. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Isn't she? Because love that's, it. you know. Sorry. <laughs> You're making me blush. You're singing your praises over here. I know. No, seriously, like you have done so much for me in the short period of time. I can't imagine what your clients must feel. I mean, your clients. Yeah. Wow. You are an amazing person. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, there's nothing more that lights me up is doing this work. and You're doing God's work. 
<laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, yeah, you've really done a lot of work for me. Um, and I, I can only imagine if anyone is listening to this, they need to listen to this <laughs> because you, you know what you're talking about and you can really save lives. You can pull people mm. out of the pits of hell and <laughs> well and they can enter the new year without all the shit you know right? they can <laughs> absolutely you absolutely, you absolutely can. can like i know if i go oh, it's the new year new you that's like a marketing thing but it can be true but do you know what it can be a new moment a new you a new day a new you a new thought a new you Mm-hmm. You can have it anytime. Don't wait for, you know, oh, to get to this time of year and go, you know, that was a shit year. Fuck that. Like, you know, if it was a, a bad week or day or month or whatever it was, you can change it. You can. Right. No, you and, definitely can. But if you want to wait for the new year because you want to be a new you, well, now is a great time to do it and get on that bandwagon and, and do some of the inner work so that you can absolutely just kick ass in life and and thrive not just survive you know like not just be in survival mode be in absolute thriving times mhm mhm i'm about it right <laughs> i know i'm excited for 2020 i know I'm... bring it on like it's i mean i'm excited right now yeah. <laughs> you <seriously? laughs> can you tell <laughs> me excited <laughs> well see it's a it, well it's our it's our evening it's the energy it's the yeah positive. you know it's like our you evening here it. and it's cocktail time over there it's bloody still what's the time here it's oh, it could be cocktail time here if i wanted it to be but um... <laughs> not while you're working she's i'm gonna let the sun go down and then <laughs> <laughs> you know i i when i was a travel agent i used to say well it's it's somewhere in the world you're allowed to drink right now so why can't it be here <laughs> right yeah we have that saying um it's five o'clock somewhere five o'clock know, somewhere right you wait you wait for five o'clock <laughs> <laughs> or my saying is is you know for happy hour it's like why do why do you limit your happy hour to just one well, hour, an hour. <laughs> you, you know what i mean like why it makes no sense <laughs> well it obviously a... disclaimer we don't encourage everyone to drink and pick up the habit we're just no, being no, cheeky no, no. <laughs> yes 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 no drink responsibly yes. <laughs> and for all the right reasons right yeah <laughs> oh actually wait till i show you my t-shirt <laughs> Cocktail oh, cocktails, yes. She's my spirit animal, yeah, right? Sure. Oh my god, it, I know. It's been such a pleasure having you, and um, I'm gonna email you right after this because right, I was lovely. wondering if maybe you can come on our show a lot more often and maybe talk about some things that you know my listeners have been um, emailing me about. Yeah, I would think. absolutely be honored to, and I think. I'll try and create some little PDFs or something so you can send them from the tips from the show if that would be helpful. That would actually be lovely. Thank you very much. I would love that. Because I know if you're driving or whatever, it can be hard to to remember everything you hear. And I know you've asked me for some tips and sometimes it's hard. What do they say or whatever? But I'm happy to send you something in writing if that helps. Whatever you need. It's been a great um, Can I post that on my website? Oh, yes. Emma, yes. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to keep working with you. I feel so good right now. I'm all, what am I going to go to right now? She wants to take a bubble bath. (laughs) (laughs) Go do that. Take a bubble bath. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I'm thinking about creating like a guest blog. You know, Mike and I will be working together on that. And and also Dean Marie, she's new to our show. So, well, yeah, she's a big ball of energy, but it looks like she's like, <laughs> she's dying out on us here. <laughs> um, but again, I want to thank you so much for joining us. And I'm sorry if I interrupted your day. I mean, I just had to have you back. And I know that, oh, you know, oh. our listeners, um, they really enjoyed your podcast. And I got a, a few uh, DMs. So I just wanted to touch bases with you and get you back on as soon as possible <laughs> it has been a pleasure getting to know you all i absolutely love it um and thank you for thank you i'm honored to be on the show <laughs> till next time See until next time <laughs> well it was a pleasure having you and you have yourself an amazing day and we'll talk soon i know we will I. thanks everyone bye bye bye, bye.